Welcome to Off Topic. I am here with Keith Hunter. Um, so, Keith, how would you kind of describe who you are to people? Like, for when somebody comes up to you and you have to introduce yourself, how would you describe yourself? Because you've got a list of a lot of things that you've done. So, how do you describe yourself? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, it's a pleasure. And then, um, um, I, as you can see, I have many backgrounds, right? So uh, I'm a football, a college football coach. I'm a, I'm a golf instructor, right? Today, I'm a yeah. motivational speaker. So I'm a, I'm a number of things. I'm an expert uh, NFL player. So, but I, I like to just, you know, right now I'm just dealing with me being a motivational speaker, you know? So yeah. even though I have a background and, and, and some people are familiar with that, um, when I was a football player, I was a football player, mm -hmm. right? When I played professional golf on the Sun Belt um, Tour, senior tour, mm -hmm. I was a I was a pro golfer, yeah. right? So, and now I'm a motivational speaker. So, it all really follows me anyway. But that's yeah, how yeah. I describe myself. Yeah, and so you, a lot of your, uh, a lot of your uh, things that you've done here uh, revolve around uh, athletics and motivating people to be the best that they can be with your uh win the day like motivational talk that you did on tedx but how did you originally like as a kid um were you kind of thrown into athletics or was it something that you felt was always like you were you just had to lean into it you know you were just you had to do it well really there wasn't anything else to do right <laughs> other than other than get in trouble but the the grammar school i went to um, had a lot of athletics, like after school programs. It was mm -hmm. really, really good. And then they would have a trophy night at the end of the year and valuable mm -hmm. players and all of that type of thing. So that's how I got involved in sports and then started developing. People noticed that I can throw the ball really far. I was a, a quarterback and uh, in high school and, every, and everybody was after me from division one but I elected to play defensive back because there wasn't, um, there was only two African-American quarterbacks in the league at that time. Oh, wow. So I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I bumped into it. My friends played, so I wanted mm -hmm. to play. And then uh, yeah. I became really good fast. And then when I was in the fifth and sixth grade, they would put me with the seventh and eighth grade. So oh, I was yeah. a big kid. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So, and you, you went to Iowa. You're actually the second person that I've had on this podcast that played at Iowa. Uh, okay. My last episode, I was, I had Jordan Kanzeri. Um, okay, nice. And, uh, yeah, he's from around uh, the hometown, and I know him through a friend, and we got to know yes. each other. And uh, yes. he had nothing but love uh, for University of Iowa, and like, and so, <laughs> uh, from. Now, uh, you ended up going to Iowa, but what other, did you have any offers that you were, it was like the hardest decision, you know, like you had two or three that you yes. were really deciding to? Uh, well, it's funny that you asked that question. Really, I, I made a commitment to pick. Okay, yeah. Right. And then, um, but five guys from my high school went to the University of Iowa. We all went back oh, okay. to back. And you remember uh, Andre Tippett, um, NFL Hall of yep. Famer, and he played <laughs> for the New England Patriots and 
Uh, he works for the New England Patriots, but we played in grammar school, high school, college, and the pros together. So oh, wow. that's unusual. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so um, five guys from my high school went to Iowa. All of them was captains. Everybody graduated and uh, everybody got a shot at the pros. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, like a really interesting because you don't <laughs> you don't see that a lot where like five so, guys, same high school, same college, all get to keep moving and uh well the reason why we decided to do that um back then iowa didn't have a winning season for 21 years right and and we collectively decided to go to the university of iowa and help turn the program around that's awesome did that and left a legacy that's awesome that and one of those things is it when you uh like that's something you write as a story, you know, that's like, that's something that's, that's right. like, make a movie and be like five guys <laughs> from the same high school. And uh, it's kind of interesting that, that, that I, I, I didn't hear about it until I heard you talk about it. And that was something that, re- that was really, as a football fan and a sports fan, I was like, that's something that you think would be like a 30 for 30 or like one of those things that they talk about, you know? Uh, but uh it, so that that to me is a really cool thing because uh, my high school we we had a really good high school team, um, but there's not a lot of kids that go to like true D1 level schools. But mm-hmm. we we've won a state championship. We were always playoff. But to have five guys to have like be that high caliber to go to a D1 school and then also the potential to go pro that's really cool. That's a that sounds like it was a really cool experience. Yeah. Well, well thank you. Yeah, we all enjoyed it and obviously some guys play longer than others but mm-hmm. just having the opportunity and coming from Newark, new jersey and and uh you know having the opportunity to go to iowa and, and uh, hello yeah i can get, uh, i got you <laughs> okay no no you still got me okay yep. <laughs> we're still together right okay yep. all right so bad next question I, I was just i think i was done it it, it messed Um, me up a little bit go ahead oh that's all right um so after what was your experience after college um where you like you graduated and what was what was your mentality going forward from college was it I'm going to the pros that's my career was it um see what happens like what was what was your mentality well, my mentality, first of all, I was drafted by the Oakland Invaders, the USFL. Okay. That yeah. drafted me in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And so um, I elected to go to um, the Cleveland Browns as a free agent. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I was on the practice squad there, but that was okay with, with me because when you're young, you're thinking about the NFL, right? right? So I don't care what team I went to right. as long as yeah. I was going to the NFL. As long so, as you got but my, there, yeah. yeah, got my opportunity. But the, my mentality was when I was at Iowa, I did an internship every year. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that football wasn't going to last that long and I needed something to fall back on. So I made sure that I got my uh, degree. And, yeah. and um, coming from the high school that I came from and me not being disciplined in my work and stuff like that, when I got to Iowa, it was really tough, but I made a commitment to myself. And out of the 30 guys that came in with me as freshmen, I was mm-hmm. the first and only one to graduate. Wow. Yeah, and that's that. Uh, that's something that you don't see a lot, especially nowadays, where it's it's kind of like a conveyor belt 
like you you hop on and you have to ride it through you do your three or four years you go to the nfl you either you either either fail or you you do well and you stick around for a while or a lot of these players are just kind of like as soon as they fall off the conveyor belt they they don't know what to do with themselves so it's 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 kind of it's it's good to like have those backup plans and uh and so when you left the nfl like when you retired or uh when you decided to move on to other things what did you know what you wanted to do or was it kind of like open world see what happens um well yes the other guys that um i was very close to that was older than me that went to iowa Mm -hmm. right they was all working then right so um and we all had the same type of personality and they was in sales. So I knew that I would be in sales as well because of my personality. And I wanted to be like those guys anyway. Yeah. And so um, and that's what I did, you know, right out of um, once I finished with the Browns and uh, did a couple of things. Um, that's what I did. Nice. So what kind of sales were you doing? Was it? Uh... Well, my first sales job was actually for uh, Packy Webb Ford in Wheaton, Illinois, which was um, Pat Webb, who was the other linebacker on the other side of Andre Tippett, family okay. owned five dealerships. So I oh. thought I would go there and get my experience of yeah, sales, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So it was a great experience for me. Yeah. And was it during that time that you kind of, you started picking up golf or did that come later? No, I, that came real later. Oh, okay. Know, really. I started doing my own thing. I had a, um, a clothing line. I used to go to Cleveland and buy these Hugo Ball suits. Mm. And, and Hugo Ball suits at that time was, you know, athletes can buy suits off the rack. So mm. the, the jacket would be their size, which is big shoulders, but the, the pants would be a smaller waist. Mm. And that's how the players was. Yeah. So I was... I, so I decided that I'm going to go around to the NFL cities, check in a hotel, <laughs> have some grapes and cheese and sell my suits. And that's what I did. That's awesome. That's, that's something that's, that, yeah, that's something interesting. Cause uh, a lot of people don't necessarily think about that. Cause most people are within those parameters of like being able to walk into a suit shop, get some minor adjustments. And so it's really, right. uh, huh. Yeah, that's really interesting that you uh, you were able to do that because I don't. There's not a lot of people that would think of that. <laughs> well, I don't know how I came up with it either, but I <laughs> I really enjoy doing it. That was really really fun. Yeah, it must have been a good experience meeting like all these uh, like other athletes and being able to just like have those conversations, give them something that they probably have been looking for because it's so tough and probably very expensive to get a suit when you're over six four and you're. That's right you're in great shape. You're not like, you know, so that's, that's, uh, that's really, that's really interesting. <laughs> but with, the, with those guys, you know, being athletic, their shoulders are real, real wide. Yeah. <laughs> their weight is small. And normally if you buy a suit off the rack today and you wear a size 50 jacket, then your yeah. pants is going to be almost a 50. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. At least yeah. a 48. About 48 yeah man. yeah oh my god yeah yeah that's 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 interesting i i <laughs> i i yeah that's i because now you like 
they have their own a lot of athletes have their own like custom tailor and they have someone specifically that does it for them but it's it's interesting that it kind of started uh you kind of started a trend of like making sure that these athletes had their suits you know you had the you had the idea before it became like individualized you know <laughs> well they, right and then the key was they could pay for it right so right so if if i um uh, i was selling them for 1500 2500 you know because mm-hmm. they was they was almost like custom yeah right it's it's like i said it's hard for athletes like that to find, buy off the rack right and you know they would need minor adjustments not mm-hmm. major adjustment that was the right. difference yeah yes. it makes them feel like they're actually able to walk into the shop and do it you know right that's 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 interesting so how did you go from doing that to uh like playing golf uh participating in um like a tour and then ultimately starting a business off of it like where was that right well i was uh coaching college football okay and uh and the rest of my friends was coaching college football Mm -hmm. uh, like mike stoops and bobby stoops and (laughs) <laughs> and, and we all played at Iowa in the, in the secondary together. So um, when you go down to the coaches convention and there's a, um, there's a, uh, they used to have a, uh, a tennis tournament and a golf tournament. Okay. And I was, I was a tennis guy at the time because when okay. we was in college and they would ask me to go play with them, I go, I'm not playing that sissy game. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so one day at the, convention they asked me to go and play with them and I was like man I don't want to play they was come on <laughs> well well five hundred dollars later right because I didn't yeah. have anything I didn't have right. no clubs I had to rent the clubs I had to get balls yeah. I had to pay to play yeah. and, and I had to get some shoes and you know yeah. and everything the that goes thing, along yeah. with it yeah. right so five hundred dollars later you know I'm out there hitting a ball but you mm-hmm. know it only takes one time for you to mm-hmm. hit that ball right Right. And then you fall in love with the game, right? Yeah. And so, and so after that, uh, me and a buddy went to the PGA show, the merchandise mm-hmm. show, and 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 then at the time, I can over the whole weekend, I can count maybe five black people on my hand, on my fingers, right? Yeah. But I said to my buddy, I said, next year I'm gonna be in this building. I don't know what I'm gonna be selling, but I'm gonna be selling something. <laughs> Because all I saw was the billion dollars, right? Right, yeah. And so I got into the business. First, I got into the business of um, being a rep. And then I decided I'm going to do my own thing. And so I was at the PGA show the next year with a 10 by 10 booth. I was (laughs) was selling some clothes, some T-shirts, some... uh, you know, some golf stuff. I just right. made up some stuff <laughs> and, and I sold that. And then the next year I grew every year yeah. where I got really, really big that I had to go down for the full week and wow. set up my display and the theme that I had going yeah. with it. And then yeah. I had a, 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 a men's clothing line, a women's clothing line and a plus size. Mm-hmm. So, and I did private labeling, which was sweet. Wow. Yeah. And private labeling is I, I went to a big company and I got them to uh, sell me the stuff that they wasn't moving that much. Right. And again, I put a theme together with pants, shirt and the hat. Yeah. And then I sold the package like that. Yeah. And they slapped my label in it. And I never touched the product. 
And when I sell it to my customers, go right from the manufacturer, right to the customer. Wow. So I loved it. Right. Yeah. And that, that keeps prices pretty good too. Yes. And you don't, I don't, you don't have to worry about customs. You don't right. have to worry about different seasons. Yeah. You don't have to worry yeah. about any of them. So I loved it. Yeah. You, that's what, you right. just have to, you and just then, have to give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then after doing that and, 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 and being an instructor at different ranges in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, I decided to go to the PGA school. I didn't finish that, but um, I did that. And, and then I started teaching and doing all kinds of things. And then um, I went to the best schools in the country. I, mm-hmm. I got tired of people telling me how to play. So <laughs> I used to go, I went down to schools where it cost mm-hmm. me, I don't know, $1,500 to go for the entire week and hit right. 6,000 balls for the yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. And it was like tour days, you know, you go in the morning, you go in right. the evening <laughs> with the pro and, and, and a couple of people. And, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, it was awesome, man. And then I decided that I wanted to play and being in yeah. the PGA program, you got to play anyway. Yeah. You know, so I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That it, and already it just seems like there's a lot of like you, you are a very like you you find something you put your mind to it and you're like doing it you know there's no like there's no like well you know there's no like ah uh, it seems like it's very like even though there there definitely probably was those bumps in the road as you were going along but um so and it in like that mindset it just continues until you're you're talking about your your company uh kgh um and so when you how did was that part of did that start out as like the clothing brand and then developed into something or yes was that, okay yes but what i did there was my my um company name was kgh enterprises okay right and then with, with the clothing line it was kgh collection gotcha. but i had i had an umbrella which i would call an umbrella so mm-hmm. we had Keith Hunter himself who would speak sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I had the clothing line, right? The men, the women, and the plus sizes. Mm-hmm. Plus I was an instructor, right? I was mm-hmm. teaching on a daily basis. Plus yeah. I was doing corporate clinics around the country for Fortune yeah. 500 companies. Wow. And, then, um, <laughs> and then I started playing on the Sunbelt Senior Tour. Yeah. So that was my umbrella and I enjoyed all of it. Yeah. So now, right now you're focusing on uh, like the motivational speaking. Um, and do you, have you been able to do any like speaking since uh, like COVID hit and things have shut down? Has there been like, have you done virtual like talks or anything like that? I've been talking every week. Um, <laughs> I have been, I've been doing a, um, a lot of podcasts like mm-hmm. this one and a lot of webinars mm-hmm. so people are asking me to speak now on a daily basis gotcha and yeah. so um you know they find me on linkedin or whatever it is right. <laughs> and then um, um and then um you know i speak and, and go from there so during covid i've been busy i've i've, I've done the ted talk right before covid in march cool. Right. So yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm still good. I could walk and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yep. Can yeah, you can continue. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So you could ask me questions. Okay. So, um, 
so you kind of talking about what you do for KGH Enterprises and the collection. Um, and you were saying how you get to talk a lot now, especially because people are looking for more like interaction and they want more motivation. I think everybody needs more motivation anytime, like more than any moment in time than now. Um, but, uh, how did you now is the win is win the day. Is that your, uh, is that the, the speech that you do a lot? Like, is that the one that you focus on or do you have other speeches that you, um, do also? Yeah. Well, I have other speeches, but people seem to like, <laughs> How to win the day. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, 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 and, and even though I have many other speeches that I want to speak about, mm-hmm. again, people want me to speak about how to win the day. That just right. keeps coming up for some reason, which is fine because <laughs> I can add all the other stuff that I, right. I do talk about into that. So, you know, it kind of all intermingles anyway because I'm right. talking about uh, sports and, and business at the same time. So, right. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's what it's about. Go ahead. So, and so. win the day, was that your, um, was that like a phrase you came up with or was that a phrase that had come up as you were playing? Um, or was that just like a, uh, like kind of like a simple way that you put, um, for how you kind of live your life? Well, that's kind of how I live my life, but I just came up with the phrase because um, of the TED Talk, right? right. So um, they, I gave them a number of topics that I wanted to talk about, and they just thought that winning the day was appropriate yeah. for what I wanted to do. So I went with that. And um, when I did the TED Talk, um, I, was, I signed up for next year. Okay. And, and, and then when I emailed them, the lady emailed me back an hour later and said, can you do it now? And I said, absolutely not. I was joking (laughs) with her. Right. Yeah. And then everybody else had two months to practice and I only had two weeks, but I had my, I had my material already. Right. So I didn't have to worry about it. So is that process of like uh, getting to be able to do a TED talk, what is the process to get that opportunity? Do you contact them? Did they contact you? What was? Well, there's a um, TED talk almost in every city, major city. Gotcha. So if you went online and wherever you at, if you typed in TED talks in New York, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll show you every TED talk that's going to be in New York. Gotcha. Right. And then and then it tells you the information and everything that you have to do and have. And then um, um, you uh, get in touch with the people who is running it like that. But you got to have, you know, material and what happened. The reason why they was able to make that decision with me was because uh, when I wrote in before they called me back within that hour, they have mm-hmm. already went online to see that I was comfortable in front of the camera yeah. <laughs> and they saw my commercials and things like that. So gotcha. you know, that's how it works for me. Gotcha. I'm, I hope you don't hear too much noise in the background. No, it's fine. You're good. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, so during this time, so you, you said you've been talking so much uh, since like COVID started. Um, now, 
have you had time to like do other things it's like since you're not necessarily uh like you're working but have you had more time to like be at home and uh well, try other things well you know the the best part of what i do is um golf is one of the only sports during COVID that you can really do right <laughs> and by me being a, a a teaching instructor that's what i do all the time gotcha okay you know yeah. at a at a, a driving range in New Jersey. Yeah. And then other than that, I'm writing. I'm constantly writing. I'm writing mm-hmm. uh, my second book. And um, and so um, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to give a speech on almost every week. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's, it's amazing how some, like when something shuts down, it, it opens up like a window for a lot of other things too. Cause um now more than ever like podcasts are popular because people like want to hear people talk they want to get like if they're um if they're in their house they want like to talk to people but if they're alone they're they're kind of by themselves a little bit and podcasts have become a big thing um so have have you enjoyed being able to just talk and talk and talk kind of thing or is it then are you getting to the point where you're kind of like oh give me a break a little bit <laughs> no actually i thought about having my own podcast oh nice <laughs> but i'm i mean really um you know you're talking to me at the right time i'm working on a lot of nice things one um i'm in talk with doing my own television show oh wow yeah, I can't say exactly what that is yet, but uh, um, I think it's going to be very hot. You know, um, if I get to sit down with the executives, like the plan supposed to be, and if that happened along with my book, along with me uh, speaking, I think that that's going to be very hot for myself. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to get you back when you uh, if that goes through and starts starts production and all that stuff i'll have to get you on here to tell me what it's all about um so uh now as an athlete and you've done two different sports successfully like top of the line kind of stuff is there any other sport that you look back and that you wish you had like also played growing up or gotten to the professional level with was there one two sports that you were like ah i wish i could have done that one well i played i really played football basketball and baseball mm-hmm. okay and i was probably better in baseball oh really but baseball was just boring for me it was too much <laughs> sitting around yeah, wasn't yeah. enough action going on yeah um i think i was a, a really decent um basketball player mm-hmm. but, you know that's one of the things just like football you got to really put your skill into right. but i was natural as football I mean, at mm-hmm. football, because I can throw a ball a long way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> people would prefer Michael Vick like me when I played. Yeah. You know? yeah. So um, I was that type of quarterback. And then everybody mm-hmm. recruited me for quarterback. Everybody yeah. recruited me for quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I enjoyed it. I just, you know, you know, I went to Purdue and um, to visit and, mm-hmm. um, I saw the lineman was like six six, and I was like, <laughs> "What well, I'm gonna see over these guys?" <laughs> and then the quarterback at the time, I think, was Tony Easton, okay. and he was like six 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 something. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, "Okay, 
Yeah, know? that's that's so, why I look at some of these guys and I'm like, how does Russell Wilson see over anybody? Because right. well, he's, he's a, yeah, I mean, he's only a few inches taller than I am. I'm like five seven, and right. like when I see these guys like on the street or something, I'm I'm looking up and I'm like my neck hurts. <laughs> uh, so I was like, how can, I can't even imagine like uh, right. doing that. So I don't I don't blame you for that. Um, but yeah, so baseball was you you were good at, but it was too boring for you. <laughs> it was just too boring for me. It's yeah. sitting on the bench and waiting. Waiting. And, you know, I mean, but I really I enjoyed it. And when I was in grammar school, yeah, you know, I was on the all star teams and stuff yeah. like that. And I was a catcher and a uh, a center fielder and a backup pitcher. Yeah, because of my arm again, right. but I had no idea what I was doing when it came to pitching. <laughs> but but I enjoyed catching because I could yeah. throw the ball, throw a guy out at second base, and yeah, you're you doing know, something the entire time. Ball. Yeah, yes. uh, nice. Well, uh, you can also tell me about your book right now because uh, I'm really interested to like hear your pitch for it. What's your uh, like if you're talking <laughs> to somebody about it? What's what do you tell them about it? Well, it's about athletics for guys, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's for really for parents and, and student athletes and and um, even business people. But mm-hmm. it helps the parents uh, navigate through and athletes navigate through athletics and mm-hmm. understanding that it's a business. So for the athlete, you know, it's help them understand. Um, helps them understand what. Uh, top elite programs are looking for, mm-hmm. what type of attitude they're looking for. You know, if something happens, how do you handle that? But yeah. the book isn't all about me and it isn't all about that. It's, it has code of honors in there. It has principles. Yeah. Uh, Andre Tippett wrote something outstanding. Uh, Bobby Stoops is is the forward for my book. Nice, yeah. uh, and I'm talking about Hayden Fry and I'm talking about Frank Laducci, my high school coach. Mm-hmm. And Norman Granger is in there and uh, Felix Wright from the Cleveland Browns is in mm-hmm. there. And and I got a number of people, my 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 eighth grade teacher. So I made it fun, yeah. informational, you know, for those players. So when they look at it, it's not boring, but there's a lot of um, inspirational stuff in yeah. there. and. and affirmations and and all kinds of things to that i would look for if i'm reading the book yeah that's awesome that sounds like a great read because i know there especially when you're talking about uh like i had a few friends that i remember uh, when they were going through like a recruiting process and it, it can be vicious it can be like so demoralizing sometimes and uh to just and then you see these guys that get to that level go through this whole process and then they have a, the wrong attitude. They fail because of their attitude. They get like suspended. They do this. They answer the questions the wrong way. And yes. not that they're bad kids or bad anything. It's just how do you deal with that kind of pressure, especially nowadays where they're so accessible. Um, like how do you get yourself mentally ready to be That's prepared right. for that? And uh, that's so that's, I think that's half the battle. That's so, why when some of these players are saying stuff, it's like. And I thought really there was them. no book out there like this. So it's mm-hmm. called Vulnerable Measures. And yeah. on the front of it, it's me as a businessman and yeah. me as a football player and me as a golfer, all three nice. photos <laughs> on there. So 
Um, and uh, so, you know, I think it's going to be very, you know, very um, informational yeah. for people and to help them navigate. And uh, I just tried to give them as much as I can mm -hmm. um, of what I knew from Pop Warner all the way up to the NFL, through the yeah. NFL. That's so, awesome. And then I, yeah, I'm doing that for the guys and then I'm going to come back and, and do another one that I'm really, I started writing already for the ladies. Nice. Of, um, you know, how the ladies are in athletics and then how it is to shift for the ladies and how, why they do as well as they do when they leave athletics. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds, that sounds like a great read. Do you know, uh, when is it coming out? Uh, probably in uh, two or three months. Okay. You know, they, they working on it. I believe it or not, I, I had the material again, right? Because mm -hmm. I write all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably uh, wrote it in a, in a month. Wow. Right? The whole thing, right? And then, uh, so I'm just really trying to find me a, a real sponsor. Yeah. Right? To help, to help uh, um, you know, pay for the thing and do some other things. And, yep. and once that happens, it's going to gonna be here really fast awesome that's awesome to hear um now before i let you go um do you i want you to talk about uh like winning the day and what it has kind of what you've seen from it um like if you've come across anybody that's um like what it's kind of meant to you since you've been kind of talking to people in motivational speaking um and what you think it could do for other people just kind of like the short end of win the day. What can people uh, right. like? End of the end of the meet motivation. Right. Well, um, you know, on a yearly basis, right? People make a New Year's resolution, mm -hmm. right? And they that that's the whole picture, right? And I think that before you can do anything, before you could be successful at anything, you have to learn to win the day. And winning the day could be. Um, in football and in, in sports, it could be, you know, I have conquered the day before my feet even hit the ground, mm -hmm. right? It's the mentality, right? So, yeah. so it's a strategy, right? Yeah. And so, um, winning the day for me is you can win in the classroom, right? You got to learn to win in the locker room. Mm -hmm. You got to learn to win among your team, right? And and sometimes you win even before you. You wake up in the morning, right? Yeah. And so um, you, I think that it's very, very important to understand that process mm -hmm. before you can uh, become a champion. You have to learn yeah. how to win the day for yourself. And yeah. don't let the thing, the day-to-day -day, -day things bother you. Yeah. And so once you have that mentality of winning the day, right, that nobody's going to interrupt my day i know that some things are going to go bad because one of for instance if you don't have that you don't carry winning the day attitude and something goes wrong and you're on a football team or a basketball team and then now you go to practice and you pissed off right mm -hmm. and then now that affects the team right and then now you know so all kinds of things can go wrong and, but if you learn how to win the day, you can absolutely turn anything around to yeah. your favor. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I loved it when I heard it uh, on the TED Talk, like just listen to you talk about it because it's it's something that's a very like 
simple thing to say. It's like, how do I win today? How do I win the day? How do I win tomorrow? And it's, and it's just simple as, as soon as the alarm gets up, like you get up, you don't let yourself drift because now you're, you're getting sluggish. You know, you're not letting yourself be motivated. And uh, I remember the next day after listening to that, I like got up immediately because I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to win it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Cause it was just, it's, it's such like a simple thing that you can say to yourself, all right, how do I prepare myself to be successful today and win the day? And uh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, So I I genuinely thank you for uh, coming and talking to me today. it, so you got your book, um, you've got your clinics, your teaching, you've got your, um, you've got the TED talk, you've got a lot of stuff going on, and it's really awesome to hear. And uh, once the book comes out, or you've got that TV show that you're talking about, <laughs> we can get you yes. back and we can we can talk about it. And well, thank you. Um, but let me leave this with your uh, audience. Sounds good. Okay? <laughs> Success is optional. Mm-hmm. Failure is optional. Pain is optional. Healing is optional. Having options is optional. <laughs> and engaging options is optional. But what 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 I would add to that is winning the day is essential thank you very much i like that thank you so much keith hunter uh it was great to have you um if you want to check out anything you can go to his website um, and read about him learn about him you can find the ted talk uh on youtube on his website it's great um so they know my website you got my website sorry is it is it a kghenterprise.com? Yes. Perfect. Enterprises. Enterprises. Sorry. Yes. Kghenterprises.com. That's my website. Perfect. I'll even I'll put it in the uh, link for the podcast so that they can click right on it and go right to it. Um, but I want to thank you again. It was great to have you. Um, be awesome to have you again in the future when you've when you got your, you got your big things happening. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. And, and, and thanks for choosing me. Of course.